so I grew up on a farm in southern Iowa. And then 1976, I uh, had my conversion experience where I was born again. Pastor Mark Jasinski here uh, with Paul Hammonds. Paul Hammonds uh, will be joining us for upcoming podcasts. So we're just having a conversation right now about church history, and I'm like, yep, Paul will be perfect to record some podcasts with. Uh, so I'm glad you're joining us today. And uh, Paul, if you just introduce yourself, say uh, a few things about who you are, where you come from. Um, start back from uh, um, the 1800s, if you like. No. <laughs> We were just talking about my ancestry from Europe, and it's pretty varied. Uh, Italian into Switzerland, mm-hmm. French Huguenot, yeah. uh, English, Dutch. Yeah. I'm not much Dutch, so great, yeah. my great-grandmother was Dutch. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, the only Dutch we have in our family is through adoption, through my, my wife's adoption. Uh-huh. Um. So my uh, grandfather came, I think, from Indiana and settled in southern Iowa, and farmed and had eight children, and one of them uh, was my grandfather. And so I grew up on a farm in southern Iowa. And then 1976, I uh, had my conversion experience where I was born again, and uh, it was quite dramatic. So I've never had any question of, you know, am I saved or not? Would you want to share a bit about the conversion experience? Well, it was just one of those things where the Holy Spirit had been working on me for a time. I had grown up going to church some. Um, We went to a Presbyterian church, United Presbyterian Church, which was uh, at that time fairly liberal. But um, they had a catechism class that I'd gone through in junior high, and I had, you know, made a confession and been baptized but uh, in high school there there was no mm-hmm. there was no christianity in me and mm-hmm. so um when i was young my sister had died in hawaii and in the ocean and uh that really hit me hard and uh really brought forth you know the concept of the reality of death And in a few years' time, I had noticed that I did have an interest in the books my mother was leaving out, and uh, I am an inveterate reader, Mm -hmm. so (laughs) if there's a book, I'll usually pick it up, and if I found it interesting, they were dealing with missions in the Caribbean, and the miracles that happened, and uh, within a couple years, I I definitely believed that, you know, the Bible was uh, special and that I really believed that Jesus was the Savior, and I was expecting Him to return. So, I, I was getting caught up in premillennialism, mm-hmm. yep. and one day our Second cousin invited our family to church. There, they had an evangelist coming through, and mm-hmm. I, I actually wanted to go, which was rare because I had a real thing against church. Yeah, that's just the work of uh, Satan. Mm-hmm. And uh, I listened to him preach, and then we went back the next night, and then the third night, 
And when I left, I thought, well, I'm going to go talk to him to see if I need to get rebaptized. Okay. <laughs> Somehow God was using that. Mm-hmm. And I went down there and he was giving uh, an invitation for people to come forward and uh, be prayed with. And as is really common among Baptists, rededicate your life or to get saved. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was thinking, well, after the service, you know, I'm going to go talk to him. And uh, the most common song being sung at those times is Just As I Am. Mm-hmm. And we were starting in the second stanza, and bang. Mm-hmm. It was like an electrical flow just went from the top of my head down to my feet. And I started crying. And so I made my way out the aisle and went down and went forward. And that's, uh, that's the beginning of my understanding of the Christian life. Mm-hmm. Clearly... God had already regenerated me, but I didn't know that. And, of course, the Baptists don't teach that. So right. I started my Christian life out with things flipped on its head, basically. Well, I would say, as most do, we, mm-hmm. being Calvinist, I would say we're not born Calvinist. As you're mm-hmm. sanctified or you read more and understand more what Scripture teaches, then we move into our Reformed theology. Mm-hmm. Uh, interestingly enough, our one of our theology professors in seminary, he was nicknamed the Hellmeister because he would write books on hell, which mm-hmm. ironically, that was his specialty of, of writing. But he said in his journey, he uh, was he ended up being baptized 12 times, <laughs> you know? And this is this is from a Protestant worldview now, but just showing where God had taken him. And we know the Anabaptist history. Maybe all of us don't know. One of the things we might talk about in the future mm-hmm. is uh, church history. We were talking about, mm-hmm. about that a little while ago, that it's helpful for the church to know. But as far as the Anabaptist history, it was interesting to hear him then say, 12 times, you know, uh, which was reassuring to some of us too that went through the struggle of, uh, you know, what is covenant theology? What are the promises for me, for mm-hmm. my kids, and this whole baptism thing? So, yeah, I think you were in good company in um, not being born a Calvinist. Mm-hmm. So. And, and then through uh, listening to Bible programs on radio, I got into uh, Pentecostal teaching. Yep. And went to a Pentecostal church there in Winterset, Iowa. And um, it's a long road. And I'll skip over that to when we moved, uh, after having been a pastor for about four years in Illinois with a Pentecostal church. That came to an end, abrupt end. And I was liberated <laughs> Yeah. And got to go to Houston for work, and there uh, we located a PCA church and a Covenant Presbyterian church there in Houston. Mm-hmm. And the the guy was quite scholarly, and the man who had started the church was out in Westminster West mm-hmm. Seminary College, and so the, this congregation had a a lot of uh, well-educated people, and they were readers. Right. They read so you, a you lot. fit right in immediately. <laughs> These are my people. <laughs> Not only are they Christian, they like books. <laughs> mm. Well, as I soon found out, uh, Reformation Publishing House is vast. Right. It, it's, it's, it's unbelievably big because it's several hundred years old and uh, – 
there's a tremendous number of ministers who write and then professors who write. And I found that I was really learning from the professors more. And so I had to go through the journey of vocabulary, and I had to go through the journey of finding the authors only because of footnotes. If you're not reading a book with footnotes, you haven't really started your journey. Yeah, right. <laughs> Highlighting the footnotes, underlining the footnotes. Yes, I love footnotes. Yes, my books, uh, yeah. That, that's how I got introduced to all these authors. Yeah. And some I really, really enjoyed, and a few I was surprisingly like, what? Yeah. I'm not going to read you again. You're not much of a writer. Yeah, you know, and, and there are different authors for different personalities, and I'm attracted to different authors, too, and some I'd rather hear preach, I'd rather read, and that's not the same for everybody. And, uh, well, anyway, um, Paul Hammonds, thanks for joining us today, an introduction of uh, someone who will be joining us on this podcast, so it's good to have you with us. Thank you.